Welcome to the Yadkin Examine. My name is Jonathan Gaylord, and I am the pastor at Yadkinville United Methodist Church. And the Yadkin Examine is a weekly podcast where every Monday we take a moment to reflect on the past week, we give thanks to God, and we seek strength for the week that is to come. The Examine comes out of a technique described by Ignatius Loyola and is still practiced by Jesuits twice daily. We've adapted it here to help us reflect on the events in our lives and discern God's presence and will for us. In our time of prayer together, we will use prompts for self-reflection from various sources, like the 22 questions John Wesley and the Holy Club at Oxford would ask themselves daily. In addition to that, we will hear an excerpt from Sunday's sermon and draw some reflection questions from the sermon, our worship, and the scripture text. The reflection questions are listed in the show notes, and you may want to copy them down so that you can write out your answers as a journaling practice. As we prepare to pray together, I would invite you to take a moment to center your body, heart, and mind for prayer, maybe through taking several deep breaths, finding a comfortable posture, anything that helps you to be present to the Holy Spirit in our midst. And now let us begin with an excerpt from the May 8th sermon on 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 14 through 33, preached by me. Jonathan Gaylord. There was a, a story that uh, somebody at my previous appointment told me about a you know, think think Darwin's. If you put it into context of Yadkin County, think Darwin's. There's a restaurant like Darwin's in Marion called Sharon's, uh, and one of my parishioners went because her her father, her grandfather-in-law, really loved Sharon's, and they went for breakfast, and she ordered something. Uh, like just their the general breakfast platter. And she told the waitress, I want the breakfast platter, but I don't want the sausage that comes with it. And what ensued was a five to ten minute discussion with the waitress about whether or not the sausage would come on the platter. Because uh, Rachel said, I don't want the sausage. The waitress said, well, it comes with sausage. And Rachel said, I know, it comes with sausage. I just don't want it. You can still charge me the same amount. I just don't want the sausage. Just don't put it on the plate. And the waitress was like, well, it comes with the sausage. I'll bring the sausage. Somebody else at the table will eat it. And Rachel's like, that's not the point. I just don't want the sausage. Just don't put the sausage on the plate. Back and forth, back and forth. Eventually, the waitress brings out the platter with the sausage on it. And I don't know if it ever got eaten, but that's kind of the thing that we're, in some ways, lightheartingly, that's a lighthearted example of what we're talking about. I don't want this thing, but this thing is the right thing, and you should want the right thing. But I don't want that thing, because it's the right thing for you, but it might not be the right thing for me. But it's the right thing, so you need to take it. That's what Paul is dealing with, is this idea that one part of the community knows exactly what's right for the other part puts up barriers and walls to exclude that make it impossible for everyone to join in in the worship and the fellowship of the church. There's a kind of a quote that I ran across not too long ago, and it's uh, when I ran across it, it said it was from uh, an old Cherokee proverb. I haven't been able to substantiate that, that it's an old Cherokee proverb, but that's just my disclaimer is it said that uh, for the for the people of the community we have
have no rights. We only have responsibilities. We have no rights. We only have responsibilities. Talking about their responsibility to one another in the community. And whether or not it's truly a Cherokee proverb, I think that it sums up Paul's position here pretty nicely. As members of the church, we don't have rights. Paul says, you know, we, we have all these liberties. We have the freedom to do these things. We can go and eat meat as we sacrifice to idols. It's nothing to us. Because Paul says demons, but really demons is kind of this neutral. At the time Paul writes, it's this neutral idea of a spirit other than God. Like it's not a malevolent spirit. Paul says, you know, there are these these things that get offered up to, to, to wisps in the wind. What are the wisps to us? What are the these these spirits to us? They're not God. So what is food sacrificed to them? But Paul also says, but if your neighbor sees that and says, I can't get there with you, what are we, what are you willing to do to make sure your neighbor has a place at the table? What right are you willing to give up? Paul writes to the church in Corinth. What right are you willing to give up to make sure your neighbor can come to the table, to the church, to the worship of God and find there the grace that you have found? I asked that well, well before the pandemic. I had a small group. We were looking at kind of how we do hospitality, how we do greeting at the church and asked them you know, what are you? What would we be willing to give up to make sure people who come in through the doors uh, or now join us online are willing and able to a come in and b be comfortable in this worship? We didn't come to any hard and fast conclusions because that's a hard question to answer. What am I willing to give up? What am I willing to offer? to make sure my neighbor can come before God and know God's grace. Paul says, the question that you're asking whether or not the meat is good or bad to eat, it's kind of the wrong question. The question we should be asking, the question the church in Corinth should be asking, the question we should be asking, is what do we do as a church, as a people of God, that lets our community know they have a place in God's kingdom, that they have a place in God's work, that they have a place in God's world. What right are we willing to give up to make sure everyone knows that they are loved and loved Additionally, and loved as they are, and are free and able to come before the table, the throne, the power of Christ, ready to receive the salvation that we ourselves already know. Amen and amen. Almighty God, as we pause now here in this time, may we hear your voice speak to us, speak in us, Give us your grace and your power. Help us to look at these past days with your eyes 
prayerfully review your past week. Where did the Holy Spirit move? Looking back at the past week, what were you thankful for? As we consider how we have fallen short over the past week, ask yourself these questions from John Wesley and the Holy Club. Am I defeated in any part of my life? Am I jealous, impure, critical, irritable, touchy, or distrustful? How do I spend my spare time? Am I proud? As we look ahead at the week that is to come, ask yourself these questions drawn from the sermon. How is my life tuned towards others? What is the relationship between your freedom and your responsibility? How can love pour out of your life today? Holy God, as we prepare to return once more to the business of our lives, we would ask that you would give us your forgiveness for those places where we have fallen short. We'd ask for the gift of your power and righteousness to follow you with all that we are. We give you thanks that your forgiveness and your grace are offered to all and that we are loved unconditionally. And finally, Lord, we ask for the wisdom to see your spirit move in our hearts and our lives. We pray all this through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now as we prepare to return to the business of our days, Reflect once more on 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 14 through 33. Therefore, my dear friends, flee from the worship of idols. I speak as to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a sharing in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body. For we all partake of the one bread. Consider the people of Israel. Are not those who eat the sacrifices partners in the altar? What do I imply then? That food sacrificed to idols is anything? Or that an idol is anything? No. I imply that what pagans sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be partners with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Or are we provoking the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? All things are lawful, but not all things are beneficial. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Do not seek your own advantage, but that of the other. Eat whatever is sold in the meat market without raising any question on the ground of conscience, for the earth and its fullness are the Lord's. If an unbeliever invites you to a meal and you are disposed to go, Eat whatever is set before you without raising any questions on the ground of conscience. 
But if someone says to you, this has been offered in sacrifice, then do not eat it out of consideration for the one who informed you and for the sake of conscience. I mean the other's conscience, not your own. For why should my liberty be subject to the judgment of someone else's conscience? If I partake with thankfulness, why should I be denounced because of that for which I give thanks? So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Give no offense to Jews or to Greeks or to the church of God, just as I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, so that they may be saved. Thank you for praying with us in the Yadkin Examine today. I would encourage you to keep one another in prayer. Even though we might not see each other uh, face-to-face, we can still hold each other up in our prayers. May you look at the week that is coming as a gift from God and see the movement of the Holy Spirit everywhere that you are. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach me at pastor at yadkinvilleumc.org. Until we pray together again, God bless.